Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Now we are going to do a special um, show for all of you guys today. We have been on, I don't know how many people Julie and I presented to between Zooms and webinars and from individual calls today, probably three or 400 people. And the questions that are obviously coming in are very consistent from all over the country and they're focused almost exclusively on lack of inventory. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break from our normal reviewing and commenting and some, well, usually making fun of the news. And what we're going to do instead is we're going to give you guys an old fashioned drilled down 30-minute coaching call on how to make your own inventory. So that's what I'm going to, I'm going to hand this off to Julie and she's going to go through the list. Now, this is just one of the many reasons why you need to seriously consider hiring us to be your coach because we think out of the box and help you to do the same. Julie's got a lot of notes. There's no way she's going to get this done in one day. This is content normally reserved for our paying coaching members, but we're sharing this with all of you guys because we know we need to do extraordinary things to help you do extraordinary things and make the most of this mini housing boom that we're all experiencing. And before she gets to her first point, I want to remind all of you, if you are ready to move forward and you're ready to learn what it takes to frankly sell real estate at a high volume because of this market, I want you to remember to text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link to download free books. And one of the, well, two of the books that I want you to download the first is the Real Estate Treasure Map. And the Real Estate Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. We've talked about that a lot on past podcasts. It is free. It will walk you through all the psychological and financial calculations to determine what your goals should be. I would strongly suggest all of you treat this month as the start of your year and maybe run your 12-month year, make it a fiscal year and run it from June till June. That will give you a fresh start. This is what we were having all of our coaching clients do as well. Um, so right now it feels like a spring market because basically it is the you know is the uh, spring market that would have happened. So you're experiencing that now. And um, so this will help all of you guys to give yourselves a little bit of a breath if at the end of the year you didn't hit your numbers like you were hoping to um, because of the fact that you know you now have six more months because you know the start of this year was a little bizarre. So go ahead and text the word Harris to 31996. And the other thing that's waiting there for you once you uh, join um, our coaching program and frankly we'll you know just by texting Harris to 31996 you get this as well is the 90-day massive action plan the 90-day massive action plan is exactly what it sounds like it's getting you into 90 days worth of massive action telling you exactly what you're supposed to be doing every single day for the next 90 days and some of you have been on the plan and you're asking us Tim my 90 days is over what should I do and the answer is Julie do it again that's right do it again lather rinse repeat right all right so we're going we have lots of wacky hilarious news stories um, that are, you know, we're pulling in from all different corners of the uh, internet news reporting, you know, people. We obviously are staying uh, true to our mission of avoiding any politics, avoiding anything that is controversial, and because there is no end to that, and, you know, surrounding all of us right now. 
And uh, we're focused on the things, frankly, they're going to put you into action, being of service to other people, and also give you a little break from the day. So, Julie, I know you've got yes. some drilled down content for these guys. All right. And again, this probably will take two, maybe even three podcasts. So uh, we're talking about 16 ways to actually create your own inventory. So none of these cost money money. That's the best thing. All right. So let's start with a little mindset check. It is not the buyer's job to find the property to buy. The problem with having that philosophy is that causes buyers to do things that we all hate, like going direct to the listing agent, going direct to the for sale by owner, writing it up through the new construction uh, person. So you have to embrace the fact that it is your job to find what they're looking for. Almost everybody listening to him has buyers that are only in, not in contract because they simply haven't found them something that they can either win on or found them something at all. And they are relying solely on the MLS to pump that out for them. So what was what did she just say there three or four times in different ways? Don't just think that you're going to find the best inventory on the MLS. Those days are long over. Those went out yep. with the Clinton administration. Hmm. Nowadays, if yeah. you don't know how to look outside of the MLS for inventory, what's going to happen is you're going to not, not just sell that buyer. You're not going to be successful selling that buyer a house. But you're also not going to be successful taking the listing you otherwise would have taken from the buyer that has a house to, that wants to That's buy a right. house at all has to sell. So you're going to be losing coming and going if you don't know how to think outside of just the lazy button, which is just looking in the MLS. That's exactly right. So embrace the fact that it's your job to find something for your buyers, especially the ones that are both motivated and qualified and simply waiting for you to deliver. So obviously you have to stay ahead of the competition, try to be the first one to see new inventory. And I have to say, Tim, that the grizzled veterans are sometimes the worst at this because they grew up being very dependent and their business grew up being super dependent on the MLS. So forget about all of that. Pretend you got your license today, like some of our listeners have, and we're your broker and we say to you, here are the 16 ways to find inventory, not just the MLS. The MLS is a place to get started, but you've got to wean yourself off of being so dependent on that. All right, so let's talk about uh, some strategies for inventory generation. Again, none of this costs you a dime. So I would highly recommend, as I think you would, to not just choose one or two of these, but you're pretty much gonna have to deploy all of these in today's market where we don't have enough inventory. Remember that demand is up 25%, not just coming out of the pandemic, which would be easy, because zero is you know kind of an easy bar to break, but it's 25% higher than year over year, okay? so supply is down that means you've got to find stuff number one and my favorite solution to this is new construction new construction is not always in the mls in some markets it's never in the mls find out what's being built by looking in your local newspaper by googling by using newhomesource.com visit all of the models start a file called new construction and know the inventory know the price range the area the spec homes the builder perks the special financing become friends with the new build reps because they can be a great source of resale referrals. And if you become their new favorite agent, they're gonna tell you when something new, maybe somebody doesn't close on a new construction home and now that's new inventory, you want them to call you first with that. All right, anything you wanna add about new construction? No, I mean the new construction, Some we have had coaching clients over the years that have come from new construction and they make a fortune in resale mm -hmm. because they obviously keep those relationships alive. But really, you know, new construction is a gold mine because it rarely hits the MOS. 
uh, new construct. You won't find like when you think new construction. When Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, you had MI homes, you had Dominion homes, and then all these other builders. And most of them were massive, and they were very clearly defined massive housing yep. communities. But what you now have happened had happened over the last ten or twelve years is a lot of these small and mid-sized builders creep up. So what Julie and I have done is well, we did when we sold real estate is we went to the local chapter of the BIA, the Building International. I don't even Something know what it stands for. Yeah, but most of the builders belong to the BIA. We bought the list, or I think they gave it to us actually when we became members of the BIA, and we got the list of all the local builders, and then it was essentially a big you know, directory of where the builders build, what their average sale price is, and then we started looking on their individual websites, and then we found out, hey, guess what? This guy's got five houses for sale, or they'll be talking about a new development they're going to do or whatever, and that's, Julie and I literally then started making a list of the top 25 builders that we wanted to attract, and guess what we started doing? Prospecting them. When we had buyers that were looking for particular types of product that we knew that those guys had had a history of making, we'd call them up, and we'd say, hey, we've got you know buyer bob and jane and they want to buy a place that's in you know Powell, ohio up to seven hundred thousand. and i see you've done a lot of new construction up there and here's what you discovered they not made they not only will have some houses that they're building but they actually might know of a past house that they built where the owner wants to sell yes these are all the types of things that you have to be thinking about in a market where you feel like there's no inventory there is inventory you're just not discovering it because it's selling before it hits the mos that's right and just because you've never sold new construction doesn't mean it doesn't exist or it's not in the MLS doesn't exist. You've got to find it. The other thing I like about new construction is generally they don't have to compete for it. You know, you can always build and it's your house. So keep that in mind for, you know, certain price ranges and people. And, you know, the other thing that I see with this, Tim, is agents make the assumption because somebody said, well, I only want this zip code that they wouldn't even consider new construction. So maybe that's true. And you show them three or four houses that exactly meet what they're saying. And then at the end of the day, you just throw on some new construction just to see how it went. And what I find is after showing lots of, you know, resale houses that have all kinds of inspection issues looming, you show new construction and it's like the total no-brainer. So look into new construction in all price ranges. You just have to know what's out there. Next is what I call your own personal shadow inventory. Number two, your own center of influence and past clients, your database. Communicate regularly with your own past clients and centers of influence contacts so that you have your own pocket listings. Those are your personal shadow inventory. Offer free comparative market analysis for purposes of property tax assessment revisions and have that conversation. You know, a lot of our clients, Tim, are getting both sides of their newest listings because they already have their own past client in their back pocket. They've already got a match. That also looks fantastic on your listing appointment statistics because you show zero days on the market and getting deals done quickly. So don't ignore your own database. All right, number three, wanted ads. These are great. These are for your well-qualified, highly motivated buyers. You run specific ads. You can do door hangers, postcards, social media, bomb bomb videos. This should describe the needs and target the exact neighborhoods they're looking for. So you're all used to advertising your listings, right? Because, I mean, for being honest, that usually gives you more listing leads. Maybe you'll sell it yourself. Maybe you won't. But when you think about it this way, why aren't you advertising what your buyers want? Advertise your buyers. Don't use their last name. Do personalize it. You have to really know what they're looking for. You know, I always tell the story in the coaching call to him about our neighbor back in Georgetown who was president of the HOA. We never thought he would move in a million years. Walked his dog day in and day out in the neighborhood. Mm. Totally committed to the neighborhood. One day a moving truck pulls up. Norm, what's the deal? I thought we were living, you're living here forever. He said, I got a letter in the mail from a veteran that said, or from his agent that said, you know, he can only have a wheelchair um, 
friendly house that's on one level. We weren't going to move for a couple of years, but we really liked the new construction down the road. So we just decided to sell it to him. Yep. That was a wanted letter. Okay. So it does work. And that's just one example that we have. All right. So wanted, we call it wanted because you can imagine the old West font. You're not going to say dead or alive. You're just going to say wanted your home for my well-qualified, highly motivated well, Let's buyers. build on that. So on the website for coaching clients, there are examples of these letters. And this is like something that works pretty much in all markets. If you've got a list of 10 buyers, I don't, hopefully I'm not stepping on your next point. Nope, you're good. But what we would do when Julie and I were selling real estate and we have all of our coaching clients do when you're in a super tight market like this, you just essentially gather all the basic bullets of your buyers. Like for example, you know, buyer one, you know, uh, no house to sell, moving up from Atlanta, Georgia, family of four, wants to be close to this amenity and that amenity or this school system, whatever, whatever. And then what you do is you'd say, look, for you know maybe seven hundred thousand to one point one million range, looking to purchase and close within the next ninety days, has flexibility on closing, pre-approved for financing. Buyer number two, another description. Buyer number three, another description. Buyer number four, another description. And then what you could do is you could make that into a flyer. You could make it into a postcard. You could do an insert. I'll tell you guys a little secret. A lot of the most powerful ways that you can do like what we're describing now, which is this flyer postcard idea, is you. And this is what we did. We printed them on bright you know, orange, horribly ugly, fluorescent, fluorescent, right? You'd see it from a mile away. And there was this local paper that you probably get something very similar at your front door every single week now. It's, you know, whatever it is in the local school. Uh, kids sports scores are in there the just the local local paper and what we did is we would then have them insert the bright fluorescent uh, flyer into the local paper well it was supposed to go into the local paper but it never did because the kid that was doing the stuffing would rather wrap the uh, newspaper itself with the bright fluorescent flyer and then that went into a clear bag and then they hung that on the mailbox so when Julie and I on you know paper day we would drive around and we would see our bright horribly ugly but very attention grabbing flyers sticking out of every one of these clear bags with the newspaper. And do you think everyone read that? Of course they did. We would do that usually late winter and we got we would always pick up listings um, from that. Or we'd at least get tips about where there was properties that were going to be coming for sale. Or in some cases we get calls from agents saying, well, I'm putting that house for sale. Let me know if you want your buyers to get in early. So you guys have to think out of the box. Again, you have to think where, at, you know, essentially I have to get, this is your thought to yourself, I have to think of ways that I can find inventory for my buyers because 50% of your buyers, depending on your price point, are also going to be sellers other than the MLS. The MLS is like everyone has access to the MLS. If all you can do is basically, you know, court buyers and potential, you know, buyers and with you know, the whole thing, right? With what's in the MLS, they're going to be like, you know, Julie, I can get that myself from Realtor.com, from Zillow, or from at a billion different agent sites because of IDEX. Why am I wanting to do business with you? If you can't show them that you go above beyond to find inventory for them, you are, in essence, not very useful for them. And they're not going to want to do business with you. And you're going to wonder, why did, you know, Bob and Jane get that listing where I would have been talking to them on the buy side? It's because you did not prove to them that you offered something beyond just the very, very basics of what most agents offer. Julie? Yes, that's exactly right. So next, also costing you $0, you can use Zillow. You do not need to have an account with Zillow. You just need a username and passcode for free. And we're talking about pre-foreclosure inventory. Yes, it depends on the market that you're in if you'll find any. I, I did a search for an agent yesterday. There were three in her zip code. I did a search for an agent today and there were 30. It totally depends on where you're looking. 
But you can go to Zillow.com, you click on uh, for sale. Next to that, uh, you put in your, the zip code or the town that you're looking for. Next to that is a drop down. You unclick everything except pre foreclosure and auction, and this will show you the inventory in that area. I like using Zillow because you can click around on the map, and if you didn't find what you wanted in this zip code, you just click next to it and you might find what you're looking for. So when you get this, you get the exact address of homeowners who are already in pre foreclosure. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these right now might be in forbearance, which means that the foreclosure time clock is not click clicking away as fast. They may or may not be a short sale. They're probably not. You probably can sell it, pay off everything that they owe, all of their fees, and still not be a short sale because prices are still good. Don't you think that seller will love you for saving the day and selling it to your potential buyer? Okay. So uh, again, you can get all the information that you need from that for free. You can also use foreclosure.com and you can use the different auction sites. So look for that type of inventory. That's also a great way to monitor what's happening with your market if you're seeing an uptick or a downtick in the pre-foreclosures. All right, next is one of my other favorites. You're gonna do your normal search. Yes, we're gonna use MLS for this one. You're gonna do your normal search, but now you're going to search for expired inventory. So say they're looking for a three bedroom, two bath with at least you know 1,800 square feet and a two car garage in a certain zip code. Don't click on active. Now you're gonna click on expired, withdrawn and temporarily off the market. You're going to mail who you can mail or door hanger or card or whatever you can do if you don't have a phone number. When you do have a phone number and you can use forewarn.com to find those phone numbers and many other resources, uh, then you know, you're gonna have that conversation. And here's the interesting thing. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, Tim, on expireds. A lot of the people who have homes that expired even two or three years ago, back then they were expiring because they couldn't get the price they wanted. In today's environment with low inventory, probably they can. It just depends on, you know, how far overpriced they might've been, if they're still motivated. Here's another great opportunity for your buyers to not have to compete. That's right. So remember, guys, text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link to download our free books. And we're also going to call you and let you know about which coaching program is a perfect fit for you. Julie, are you going to talk about the make me moves and all that? Is that coming up? Okay. So here's another idea. On Huh? Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. So um, there's going to be a lot. Of, Julie mentioned expireds that basically are going to be a prime place to old expireds too. Don't don't discount those. And I told you on a, a podcast, what was it, a couple days ago, Rob Johnson, number one agent in Connecticut, number one agent in probably the United States for dollar volume, a personal coaching client. He is now getting listings that have been listed four and five times before. Wow. That's called a very distinct buyer's market. It's been like that in his market in Greenwich, Connecticut for a long period of time. And now they're selling. And oftentimes they're selling for more than list price. That's the nature of this wonderfully crazy, you know, mini boom that we're all experiencing. So make sure you make the most of that. Go back and look for old expireds, for new expireds. And so some of you have never called expireds before. I totally understand. But when you call an expired in this market and they've been expired for a year and you say by, you know, based on the current market trends, Mr. Seller, we probably can sell the house for what you had it for sale for a year ago when it expired, when the market was telling you it was overpriced. We, you know, now guess what the market's telling you? You might be underpriced. Let's get the house listed. How many sellers are going to give you resistance to that? Yeah, well, and the deals, I am seeing our coaching clients do this, Tim, and they're usually making one or two percent uh, on top of what they normally would in a regular situation where they had to knock down, drag out, compete for it. So there's advantages to you uh, as well. And for those of you who have never prospected expireds, 
and have wayward buyers. You're more likely to do it when you have your buyers as the excuse to make the call. That gives you some confidence that you have something real to talk about. It'll either be a match or it won't. At the very worst case scenario or best case scenario, it's not a match and you still have the listing lead. So it's all good. Related to that, the cousin to expireds is for sale by owners. We call them unrepresented sellers. Call them for what they are. Now, a lot of you guys like to whine and complain you don't have phone numbers. Guess what? For sale by owners are advertising their phone numbers, handing them to you. We used to look at that as a help wanted sign. So uh, call them, they mean, again, they're unrepresented sellers. Now, they may have a list of people that they think are gonna buy, but remember when people are serious, they're writing contracts. So find out how long they've given themselves to do it on their own, find out what's been going on, use our for sale by owner script, and use the phone numbers, okay? Uh, again, you can use your buyers as the excuse to call. That helps a lot too. All right, next. I feel like I'm talking too fast here. Okay, so next is your professional networking. We had an agent today on our premier coaching call, Tim. She had just moved uh, to her new market, new nobody, no past clients, no center of influence, nothing. She's building her business from two things, professional networking and doing BPOs. She's already got her BPO thing launched and within 60 days, she already had $4,000 coming in from BPOs, which is really awesome. And not every state, obviously the BPO, you know, some states are very Check prickly, your own state. right? Check your own state. But yeah, for the most part, now look, some of you guys are going to be in states where it's hard to do like Connecticut, for example, which I mentioned, you know, in Connecticut to do BPOs, unless you are essentially assured that it's in the process of getting, you know, part of taking the listing, you know, it's not the appraisers have basically unionized and made it um, yeah. in essence illegal for a licensed agent to just do one without an appraiser's license. Yeah, but here's the thing, Tim. Everybody needs CE credit. They might as well get their appraiser's license. That's what I was going to say. That's the workaround. And you get know? your appraiser's license. I mean, that is really truly the workaround. Wait, and the, which on a listing appointment, wouldn't it be awesome to say, oh, by the way, I'm very confident in my pricing because I actually have an appraiser's license. That's right. It gives you an unfair advantage in the marketplace. Everyone needs an unfair advantage in a marketplace that's like this. So take full advantage of the unfair advantage. But you have to earn it. And that's what our coaching program is all about. And if you haven't done so yet, please text the word Harris to 31996. Julie? That's right. So that same agent I was talking about, the BPOs, her other widget is professional networking. One of the things that she did is she visited with mortgage lenders for about a month. She put them on a schedule. She got to know everybody. One of them just gave her a direct referral for both a buyer and a listing. So professional networking, all right? Uh, again, listing agents control the market. So networking with other listing agents, with mortgage professionals, with homeowners insurance guys, professional non-real estate networking like um, BNI, Business Network International, Better Business Bureau, I'm sorry, the uh, Chamber of Commerce, charity events, meetup.com. Try to attend at least event three events or meetings per week to build up your professional reputation and get those organic referrals. Again, this, this is not only do this, this is in addition to everything. You guys should be doing all of this all of the time. All right, so professional listing referrals. Companies like OpCity, O-P-C-I-T-Y.com, these are companies that you don't pay for the ongoing monthly deal. You only pay the referral fee when it closes. And in our coaching program, we teach you the entire list of that. So that's a great resource for listings also. All right. We're going to do one more and I think that we'll start to wrap up and then we'll do the rest tomorrow. Okay, so this is another favorite of mine, Tim. This is called for rent by owners. Now there's two flavors of this. Normal for rent by owners who are just regular individual investors, they own townhomes and condos and houses. And these are, you know, yearly rentals. These are landlords, okay? Also, they are advertising their phone number. You can use the newspaper, Craigslist, classified ads, online advertising. 
Then you also have the shorter term for rent by owners, homeaway.com, those types of owners. So when they're advertising something for rent, simply ask them if they've considered selling the home versus keeping it as a rental. Many of them have no clue what their home is actually worth in today's market. That's almost always what they're going to ask you. This is a business call. This is one of the simplest scripts that we have for rent by owner. And it's also one where you have virtually no competition because most agents never think to look at this as a real spoke, right? Uh, and again, it's not even in the MLS. So basically you ask them if you consider, you know, selling your home versus continuing to rent it. They're going to say one of two things. Nope, I'm going to keep it forever. Thanks. Or they're going to say, what do you think you could get me in this market for it? What's the price? Send me a CMA. It's not a big emotional, dramatic thing. It's what do you think you can get me for it? Maybe it is better to not rent it outright. And I know what some of you are thinking, oh, Tim, they're all with property management companies. Why not call up the property management company and offer to basically, they're going to have a lot of, especially these second home uh, property management type companies, the VRBO type management companies. Chances are they know a lot of sellers that want to put their places for sale. And you might be shocked to learn how many of these, uh, nope. You might be shocked to learn how many of these um, property management companies don't list real estate themselves. And so when that when that happens, you guys can then list the properties that they refer to, obviously, and give you a referral fee. I think we should stop here. Yes, me too. Yes. So is that enough information for you guys? You see how this start. You see why this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. Do us a favor, pay us back for all this information that we give you if you feel obligated to. You know, show appreciation if you don't mind by sharing sharing this podcast with other agents. That's how and why one of the reasons our podcast is growing so quickly. Um, go back and listen to all of our past podcasts. You can listen to them on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can go over to our main website, which is timandjulieharris.com and listen to them there. Guys, please do not just sit around waiting to you know have the stars aligned before you get into action. We are firm believers that this market is going to be the hottest market of our lifetimes, but it is also not going to last. This is the flame out of the great sellers market that we've always all been enjoying for the last 12 months, or I'm sorry, 12 years. Yep. And this is the last hurrah before we go into a a transitioning market, which is usually the market that takes out most of the agents. And then we're into a new, you know, maybe we're going to then go go into a buyer's market and then to a balanced market. You know what, Julie, we need to, uh, the videos we did on basically the uh, stages of the market, we need to probably make sure I repost those. Yes. And there's another plan that I have after we go through all of this. We promised them that we would talk about how to discuss sellers' options when they basically sell their house really fast or they have the fear of selling it so fast that they don't know where they're going to move to. Going over those five or six options so you're competent presenting those and simply saying, which is the best fit for you, Mr. Seller? That's Instead right. of hiding out and, and taking that as an excuse or an objection, ah, oh, you know, I can't sell because there's nothing to buy. Well, I mean, we're already covering you on how to find inventory. Then we're going to make sure you know how to have that conversation. Now, I'm going to say something to all of you because I know it's going to seem counterintuitive, right? Believe it or not, a market like this is easier to uh, to succeed in than a market like what we're coming out of. And I'll tell you why. Because in a market like this, you can differentiate yourself just by your skill set, by what you know. In the past market, you weren't even given opportunities because most people were choosing agents based on who they knew and not necessarily even whether those agents were, frankly, very skilled to get the job done. In a market like this, where sellers and even buyers start seeing that the market is changing, that things are shifting, that you know there's a lot of uh, turbulence and uncertainty, 
They might call out Bob and Betty, who they know from you know church or whatever. But if Bob and Betty aren't going to prove that they have you know some skill set to get the job done, like what we're teaching you here, Bob and Betty won't get the listing. They're going to list with somebody else. They're going to list with the agent that they had no direct social connection to, who maybe they got the buyer's wanted sign or postcard from. And they're going to call that person out. And if that person has a skill set, knows how to actually present, pre-qualify, you know, get the job done of listing a house, that's why an agent who has skills in a market like this can just take off like wildfire. Julie and I started selling real estate in a market that was very similar to the market we're entering into. And we sold over 100 houses our first year when we were in our early 20s. And we looked like we were probably about 12 and 13. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have access to all the cool stuff you guys had. No coaching. No. You know, the MLS wasn't even online. No. Okay. So, you know, it just makes me laugh. We had no listing presentation. We had no pre-listing pack. We had no pre-qualifying script. We had no coaches. No, but we were motivated. Yeah, but we were motivated, right. And so you guys, have all these advantages you can build upon all the things we've created so don't sit on your hands get to work come on guys this is the last best market that many of us will experience for a while in terms of basically a seller's market but the market that comes next can be so extraordinary for you if you have your head screwed on straight and understand that now more than ever or maybe as much as ever caring competent and skilled agents will dominate make sure you're one of those agents have a fantastic day This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.